the podcast this week is sponsored by Second Century Fox, creators of the world's most entertaining and dramatic illusions. From comic tales of poor people being oppressed by the elite to dramatic fables about poor people being oppressed by the uh, elite to sweeping sagas about uh, poor people being oppressed by... Look, can't they oppress someone other than just the poor people? I'm an equal opportunities oppressor. I've oppressed along with the best of them. Now, where's that screenplay I wrote? All the tabletop role-play news. We aim to amuse, we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me in what can only be described as this week, unless you're listening to it next week, in which case it's last week, or unless by some miracle of time travel you were listening to it last week, in which case it's next week... I admire your ability to get through that sentence with only tripping yourself off only once or twice. Here's Peter Coffee from the Southampton Guild of Role Players. Russ is ever delighted to be here. <laughs> yeah, we had a big week. We have a big, big, big week this week. A massive week. Yeah. It's an enormous week. It's a week so enormous that even I know what's going on, and that's pretty impressive. Yeah, we are going to be counting down yes. the top ten podcasts uh, in both yeah. the talk and yes. the actual play categories. That's like must be like 20 podcasts almost exactly really yeah well i uh, there is some good news at least i know for a certain fact that at least one of those we won't have to talk about in great detail uh-huh. have you looked at the list yet i have looked at the list uh-huh okay and that's why i know right. that one of those we won't have to talk about in great uh, detail <laughs> i have also looked at the list <laughs> good good well in fact, I made the list. List, <laughs> yes. yes that would be helpful where did you yeah. compile the list from russ where did I compile the list from? Yes. Uh, well, I took a, a, a short survey of the uh, pets in this household. Yes, yes. All two what of do them. Hudson and Ripley have to say? Uh, they both say our podcast is best. End of. Oh, well, there you go. That was, that was actually surprisingly <laughs> easy. Okay, everyone, yeah, thanks bye. very much. See you all <laughs> next week. Listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but so wait, this was a we should probably big, 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 oh, yeah. big, big survey yes. up, up on my website. Ianworld.org. Yes, uh, where many, many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people voted for their favourite podcast of 2019. Yeah. And then some people didn't nominate their favourite podcast for 2019 and then complained afterwards that their po- favourite podcasts weren't nominated. Maybe they should have, I don't know. Nominated them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know, it's like it's... It's a bit of a long shot, but I feel maybe that's useful in nominating podcasts. <laughs> but still, we, we now have... After yes. many, 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 many votes, we now have two lists, top ten lists, in yes. each of those two categories, and we'll count them down in a bit. But not until yes. we've done the RPG news. Ooh. Ooh. RPG and, news. And there actually is some this week. You mean we shouldn't just, like, blather and talk complete rubbish for the next hour and a half? It's much, the same. Some... it's much the same thing. It is pretty <laughs> indistinguishable. But yeah, yes. let's, let's go with the RPG news. I've got, I've got a good feeling about this one. <laughs> There's actually quite a lot this week. Really? Yes, mm. well, I can think of at least one thing that I'm you know, moderately excited about. But well, why didn't you launch in with your thing? Well, I'm pretty sure it's the headline thing. Go on, then. Um, which is... Um, I can't pronounce the name. 
You're great <laughs> at pronouncing Forgotten Realms names. <laughs> What's a face Silverhand's exploration handbook, or whatever it's called? Leral. 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 Leral Silverhand's Explorer's <laughs> Kit. <laughs> so this is an interesting story behind this. Miss so. Silverhand's or Miss Silverhand's, depending. Yeah. Because I've, yeah. Uh, so at the beginning of the week, yes. on Amazon yes. appeared a mysterious product yes. entitled yes. Dungeons & Dragons March Release Book, title announced January 9th. Is the exciting news that Amazon didn't leak the title of the book this time. Yeah, presumably, because yeah. Amazon hadn't been told the title of the book. I think they've literally <laughs> listed it as that. Yeah. So oh, okay. in theory, on yeah. January the 9th, we were going to hear mm-hmm. the title of this book. Mm-hmm. At the same time on Amazon appeared this sort of explorer's kit, which is a dice set with some cards and a big map. And this was called uh, Laryl Silverhand's Explorer's Kit. Right. Is that the proper name or is that just a placeholder name? That's the actual name. You can see see the product. Yeah. So um, they they appeared on Amazon uh, with a release date of the exact same day. Yes. Which is March the 17th, 2020. Uh, described as dice and miscellany for the world's greatest role-playing game, twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, as I said, it's a, it's a it's a nice blue box with some blue a set of blue dice in it, yes. and a big map of the Sword Coast, yeah. and a bunch of cards detailing various locations and stuff in yeah. the Sword Coast. Um, do you, are you familiar with Laurel's Silver Hand? I have read the Forgotten Realms Wikipedia entry, and it seems very complicated. Uh, short version. She's a, yes. a, a prolific uh, creator of magic items. Okay. Uh, she's from Waterdeep. Yeah. Uh, she's one of the most powerful wizards in the Forgotten Realms. I think she was also like an open lord of Waterdeep, what are they calling yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Uh, she's one of the Seven Sisters. Mm. Uh, and these were introduced back in the 80s in the Forgotten Realms box set. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, Ed, Ed Greenwood's Seven Sisters supplement detailed them better in the 90s. And she and uh, Blackstaff, uh, Kelvin Aronson, uh-huh. uh, led a group called the Moonstars. Right. And she's appeared briefly in Waterdeep Dragon Heist, in 5th edition, in Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and in, I think, she was, was she mentioned in Tyrannia Dragons? Rise of Tiamat. Yeah, I think, yeah. Be, Because you have a big description, but quite frankly, there were like about 18 NPCs at a table. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. There are people. I was playing a kobold. Hmm. We were all playing Cobalt too. Like, so obviously, at the, se- at, the same, same, at the same time as this dice kit appeared yeah, on Amazon, also yeah. appeared this uh, D&D coming soon um, title announced January the 9th, blank product. And it's like a black, all you see is a black book with an ampersand on it on the words uh, coming soon. Yes, yes. Very mysterious. Very mysterious. It would be a lot more mysterious if they had just released a dice set that would be accompanying it, yeah. Yeah, and the I'm description sure. said, uh, your first look at the next D&D title comes on January the 9th. Yes. Keep an eye on wherever you get your D&D news. That'll be this podcast then. For a yeah. preview of the book. Well, I can't help but notice it's January 10th. It well, is January the, the 10th. You are, you are observant indeed. Uh, yes. On Tuesday, uh-huh. another message emerged from the offices of Wizards of the Ghost, snuck oh, yes. its way onto the internet to be observed, read, consumed by people, such as, by people such as us. Yes. Uh, and it said, yes. get the quasits out of our office. Our plan to make a D&D book announcement on Thursday has mm-hmm. been changed. Adventurers, mm-hmm. mark your calendars. 
for Monday, January the 13th. Ah, marvellous. So basically they heard that we would be ready to talk about it on the podcast. I said, nope. <laughs> Best change the day. Yeah. We can't have those jokers doing stuff. God knows what they do with it. Oh, yeah. Almost, almost certainly that's it. No, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the reason is. It could be yeah, one fine. of a million things. But anyway, we're gonna find, we'll find out. Well, on... well quasits apparently. You know. yeah. This is a quasit. So it's a little sort of beast. Elementally imp thing, I think. Oh, am I thinking? No, I'm thinking nephits. I don't know. I don't know. Like a gremlin. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Whack them on a stick. See how they barbecue. Yeah. That's the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's tons and tons and tons of speculation. Yes. Like, the entire internet's been speculating what this thing, what this book is going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, looking at the dice set, it looks likely to be another Forgotten Realms splat book in a similar vein to the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide. Maybe. Which, you know, has had a bit of a mixed reception. Um, what I'd quite like it to be is for it to be actual rules for the so-called third pillar of Dungeons and Dragons in the fifth edition, which is not social, not combat, but in fact exploration. Mm. So things like encounters, where well, it says explorers kit. It does say explorers kit. So that that's why but, I'm sort of hoping that but that's a dice set. That's not the book. It's not the book. That's true. But I'm hoping that they might also lean into this exploration theme. And, you know, have some rules for exploration encounters. Because, like, there's just a constant thing where people are saying, we're trying to do exploration in D&D, but we've got no rules to help us. And people say, we need five to six encounters a day to help parties burn through their resources. Hmm. Because if you don't have enough encounters, then they don't have anything to spend their resources on. That means that you throw in, like, a fight against something, and it gets instantly stomped to death. Hmm. Exploration is much quicker, much easier to set up, to the extent that I've had to homebrew my own rule set for it. But so yeah, I, I'm hoping that they will come up with something. I think um, all, I think the exploration pillar should be completely done in live action. Yeah, I'm all for that. People uh, should be just like dumped in the Highlands of Scotland or on uh, on Dartmoor or somewhere and left to left to find things. Well, some of us can climb ropes and some of us can't. Um, I'm, I'm more of the former, although I don't like it. What, what are you hoping for out of this um, exciting book? Um, I would personally say steer away from the Forgotten Realms. I mm. doubt it will. No. Almost certainly won't because they just no. did. Um, they just did everyone. Yeah, yeah. But I'd, I'd like. I'd like to see them continuing this theme of after Ravnica and everyone. I'd like to see them steer away from the Forgotten Realms. But I can't imagine them releasing many more campaign settings. No, at least not in the near future. So, yeah, what what I would hope is certainly another campaign setting. I almost certainly know it's almost certainly not going to be that. Yeah, I mean, it could be like a Xanathar's Guide to Everything, and be full of exciting and new rule systems, or it could be a Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide, and just be a bit. Yeah, if you love mm. Forgotten Realms, then you'll love this book. Yeah. If you don't really care about it, then this is a terrible time for you. Or a collection That's- of short adventures, perhaps. Um, maybe maybe spread across the Sword Coast, and you can just insert them into any journey. No, I don't. I don't think it's anything new because they've just brought out Avernus, and the other adventures that they brought out have been what's it, Ghost of Saltmarsh, hmm. which was in fact not new adventures. It was all reprints updated for fifth edition. So I don't hmm. think they've got anything new to bring out. Well, I guess we'll find out on Monday, won't we? I guess we will. I shall look forward to it. I'm hoping it'll be exciting, and then we'll have something to froth about. Hey, are you a fan of typos? A fan of typos? Hmm. Not so much. Are you a fan of amusing typos? 
I, I'm, I'm an avid producer of amusing typos. <laughs> I have, have friends you, who produce far more. <laughs> have you have you seen the latest one found in a D&D book? Oh, no, I have not. In a, a Descent into Avernus, yes. there's this lovely bit of read-aloud text. Yeah. And I've got a screenshot of it, and we'll stick it in the show notes so people can actually see yeah. it's real. Yeah, it reads as follows. This was found by, uh, by a chap called Mike Gamsby. Mm-hmm. And it reads as follows. Yes. You see an two-wheeled, typo number one, you see an two-wheeled infernal war machine parked next to a large rock, standing atop the rock, peeing into the hot wind, is a slender <laughs> elf-like figure. I, I mean, that, that doesn't sound, I don't see where the typo is. <laughs> 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 I mean, I personally wouldn't do that into the wind I'd go down range but this is hell they, they do things differently don't they? yes I suppose so yeah <laughs> maybe it's his way of cooling down <laughs> it might be it might be yeah. maybe they meant maybe they meant a two-wheeled infernal machine is that is that is that the typo uh, oh, or peering probably. that could also work I think peering is the typo, but Anne ah. is also a typo. But uh, there was one in Lost Miner Fandelver where they yeah. uh, where they had miners instead of miners, as in oh yes, un- under under at children instead of people who dig. Well, the mine it said they, the mine can be both. Child labour was used. Well, in I Lost suppose Miner so. Yeah, that's why it's been lost. <laughs> the mine assayers work here, uh, weighing and assessing ore samples and paying the miners for their labour. Well, there you go. M I N O R S. It does explain a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We move, uh, oh, moving on. <laughs> well, the, the classic one of all time was um, yes. was huh, uh, you know Dow. You've uh, heard of Dow Wizard, have you? Dow Wizard. You haven't heard of Dow Wizard? Oh, it's such a classic. So uh, I can't remember which book it was in, but basically uh, there was a decision to change the word mage to wizard. Right in uh, whichever edition that was. <laughs> and someone just did a copy-replace on the entire document for mage and switched it for wizard. So when you get oh, yes. things like image, it turns into a <laughs> I oi wizard. wizard. Which when you do damage, yes. you do da wizard. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I mean, it's damage. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this. So this is uh, the, the cube of frost resistance. So I'm looking at this um, from the DMG. Uh, however, if the field is subjected to more than 50 points of cold Dow Wizard in any turn, it collapses and cannot be renewed for one hour. If it receives over 100 points of Dow Wizard in one turn, the cube is destroyed. Hey, don't make them get the wizard. You'll be sorry. <laughs> and this mistake didn't cube. happen just in that bit of text. No, 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 sure no. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that's definitely one of my favourites. Ah, uh, publishers. Mm. What's he to do? I know, I know. Hey, get uh, a true reader. <laughs> <laughs> There's some bad news out of Fantasy Flight Games this week. Oh, really? What's happening? They are laying off a lot of stuff. Really? Mm. Oh. I thought they were doing mm. really well. Well, uh, so did I. So did I. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's, there's, there's a timeline involved because um, their parent company was acquired by an equity um, company oh, a yeah, few yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And that tends to result in some major changes. So they, yeah. they, uh, they've completely shut down Fantasy Flight Interactive, which is their digital department. Right. 
everyone's gone from there. And it looks like they're uh, cutting right down on the RPG department, getting rid of all the... Uh, I mean, the information's quite hard to get hold of. This is a lot yeah, of yeah. Uh, a bit of speculation and a bit of people who've been laid off sort of posting on Twitter or posting on yeah. Facebook and stuff like that. So you're kind of piecing this together. But it looks like they are shuttering the RPG department, mm-hmm. getting rid of all the full-timers, or, or yeah, yeah. maybe just reducing it down to like one or two full-timers, and yeah. possibly switching to just freelancers in the RPG department. So a whole load of RPG designers have lost their jobs. Oof. I know it's but it's uh, it's uh, interesting. I mean, the parent company's Asmodee, and then Asmodee's owned yeah. by uh, I think it's a French equity company. I'm not sure yeah, yeah, which yeah. company it is, but um, they haven't made any kind of statement. This is mm-hmm. just leaks that have been coming out of the company, you know, from people mm-hmm. who have been laid off. So it's hard to, hard to know. Oh, here we go. PAI Partners is the uh, is the parent company. Mm-hmm. Never heard of them before, but you know, no. equity companies you don't tend to they're not household names, are they? Well, no, they just come along asset strip and then move on. So mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. But Fantasy Flight is continuing to announce new products, so it's not so. Right. It doesn't look like the RPT department has been like cancelled or anything. It just looks no. like it's kind of restructuring, getting rid of a lot of presumably expensive full time employees, removing their pension liabilities, national insurance, all that sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. just switching to a freelance uh, freelance model. I guess. I mean, we'll right. we'll probably find out more detail a little little later. Right. Mm. We shall have to wait and see. Yeah, that's sad news. There's more sad news as well. This is all good news about some sad news. Mm -hmm. The sad news, of course, is that Australia is on fire, as we all know. Yes, Australia is on fire. The good good news, which doesn't really mitigate this, but I suppose... um, I mean, mean, just in case someone hasn't heard about this and is thinking Russ is indulging in dreadful hyperbole, no, I think it's pretty fair to say that a lot of Australia is on fire. If you took a map of the fire lines in Australia and superimposed them on the on the United States, then it would be like you know almost a one for one sort of thing. Like ninety percent of the landmass of the USA would be on fire compared with the amount of fire in Australia, mm. which goes to show that Australia is very very big, and also that there's massive problems there. There's and billions being... and billions and billions of animal deaths as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think like the koala has gone extinct in the wild. Has it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like, that's like from a couple of weeks ago. Oh. So it's like it, it, it's been a massive problem for a long yeah. time. I'm not expecting any sort of rain until like um, mid June mm. at the earliest. Um, and their pri- prime minister, president Scotty from marketing, he's just not getting anything done. Hmm. Well, Chaosium is doing something about it. Chaosium is doing something about the fires in Australia. Hmm. Uh, so their RuneQuest Glorantha Bestiary yes. is currently uh, pay what you want for a limited time with yes. a slight twist. I'm listening. They are saying instead of paying them, mm-hmm. you can go along, you can download the book, and yes. then you can pick one of four charities to download uh, to donate to. Oh, that's very public spirited. Bravo, uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, this promotion is going for a week. It ends on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's been going for the last week or so. Uh, and the four charities are Wires, which is a wildlife rescue uh, non-profit. Uh, the World Wildlife Fund Australia, which is directing its efforts towards koala conservation. Yep. Uh, the Port Macquarie Koala Hospital, yep. which is raising funds to distribute automatic drinking stations in the burnt areas. Yep. And uh, other places include Australian Red Cross, New South Wales Royal Fire Service, and the Country Fire Authority, Authority Victoria. Mm. Yeah, so it sounds, yeah, Bolden Chaosium. Yeah. 
that's a really kind and like giving away like a fantastic product as well to help encourage people to get charity. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what Sunday that ends. It ends on Sunday, yeah. yeah. Right, right. So if you're listening to this on Monday, then I'm afraid you've uh, missed your window. Yes, but that's, that, that, would, that, that would teach you not to listen to our podcast straight away. <laughs> <laughs> actually that sounds really bad because the only people that suffer from that are the Australians or the Australian wildlife so <laughs> well I don't, don't I don't get back what I just said even if you don't get a coffee of the best tree please somebody think of the koalas mm. okay so uh, Modifius yes. Modifius the people because who are publishing absolutely everything yes. in the world it would not be a new section without Modifius yes. Uh, well, it's ha- hard not to include them in an RPG news podcast, and they are publishing <laughs> so many dragons. And the yeah. thing, the thing that they're publishing at the moment, which is of newsworthy note, is uh, the Fallout role-playing game closed beta test has opened wow. up for signups. I see. So, if you want to help beta test Fallout, yes. you can go along to their uh, website and you can sign up for the closed beta. You might not. Get in. They were, they're going to select people from the people that sign up. Yeah. So it's not it's not any guarantee. You've got until Monday, January the 13th. Right. Again, this has been going for the last few days. You've got until okay. Monday. So it's a, it's a short window. So if you're listening to this on Monday, you've got today. Get yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if your boss at work, just get on there. Sign up for that. Yeah. All you need is your first and last name and your yeah. email address. And yes. you agree to sign an NDA if you're accepted. Ah, so a non-disclosure not, agreement. Yes, a non-disclosure agreement. Can't tell your friends on the internet. Hmm. Or even in real life. Assuming you have in real life friends. Hmm. Uh, right. Yes. You know the, uh, the the Forgotten Realms? The Forgotten Realms. Can you remember them? Um, no, I'm sorry. They, they just don't bring to mind. <laughs> Re- refresh me. So they were created by Ed Greenwood. I assume. Oh, yes, yes. Probably do know. In 1987, yes. he sold... The setting sold the rights to the setting. Oh, to, he must have made millions to TSL. Well, guess how much he made? Oh, million dollars. <laughs> too low? No, too high. Fifty thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. Oh, dear me. Yep. And And since then, it's gone on to sell hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of products. Yes. Oh, Oh, well. So at least he gets the the joy of seeing his creation be well-known and then sneered at by two blokes on a podcast in Britain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. You can't Uh, put a price on that, Russ. can't put a price (laughs) on that. (laughs) um, The Coriolis role-playing game was owned by Paradox Interactive. Yes. Free League, the uh, Swedish publishers. Paradox uh, so, um They were originally licensing, Free League were originally licensing uh, the uh, the IP from Paradox. Yes. They've now acquired it, the rights, in in, 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 com- in whole, in completion, yes. as it were. What is the Coriolis role-playing game? Uh, so it is a science fiction setting, and it's yes. set in a remote cluster of star systems uh, called by the Third Horizon, and it's kind of ravaged by war and home to um, various different civilizations. Okay, sounds exciting. Yeah, and that's from the same people who designed Tales from the Loop and the Alien role-playing games, freely, right. who produce gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. 
and we've recently reviewed the Alien RPG and we were very impressed with its design. We were. And certainly we've always been very impressed by the production values. Tales from the Loop, I presume, Tales from the Flood as well or something it was called? Things from the Flood. Things the from the Flood. was called, yes. Uh, yeah. Things yeah, yeah. from the Flood. Yeah. All right, so that's something to look forward to. Hmm. What else? Do you know Hero Forge? Hero Forge, yes, they make minis. So many you minis, can, you can pose them and do all sorts of things. You can customise them. There's so much customization. There's always been one problem with that, though. It's unfortunately that they're in America and I'm in the UK. Well, that and aside. it costs me quite a lot of money to get it printed and sent over to me. Also, they were yes. unpainted, were they not? They were unpainted. Well, that is about to change. Bum, bum, bum. Hero Forge are going to be launching a Kickstarter very soon. I don't know what date. Yes. Mm. Of Hero Forge 2. And Hero yeah, Forge 2 colours your miniatures. So you can customise right. them and you can select colours for different bits. So, oh, effect, so basically, you can virtually paint them and then they get printed and sent to you painted. Are they printed in that colour? Or... I presume so. I don't know the exact mechanics right. behind it. It's, uh... But still, nice. nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. I can't imagine how much it's going to cost. I reckon we'll be talking like $50 or more. For a miniature. That's about what it is at the moment. Yeah, so moment. more than, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's like um, if they've got the right kit and they are big investors in 3D printing, then mm. like that extra level of customization, yeah. No, it, I don't think they're going to have to send the price through the roof. I mean, obviously they can if they want to, but I don't think they need to. But yeah, it'll be exciting. I guess we'll find out when they launch the Kickstarter. We will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, guess what? The Gamma what? Quadrant. The Gamma is Quadrant is well, here. Well, that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, do we have to watch out for Jim <laughs> Yes, we do. Yes. Uh, oh, here's a Star Trek reference. Marvellous, marvellous. <clears throat> Modipius has announced the Gamma Quadrant sourcebook for the Star Trek Adventures role-playing game. Ah, fantastic. So we can have all sorts of changelings. Uh, Dominion. Yes. It includes other Gamma Quadrant aliens, uh, the events yep. of the Dominion War. Mm-hmm. And a whole wealth of new information, it says, on the previously unexplored sector. Yes. It does look quite quite good. I mean, it's got still got that uh, sort of black background text, uh, black mm. background white text, which they have yeah. all their books. But, but um, if you... Absolute you're, nightmare to print, you said, if mm, I recall. Yeah, but although I think they, I think they do do print-friendly mm-hmm. versions as well, do they? I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm thinking I may have heard that somewhere. I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got a dozen new alien species, including the Dosi, uh, Lurians, the Sona, Wadi, and the Changelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of starships. Detailed information mm-hmm. about the Dominion War. Uh, material about the Dominion and its history and structure and culture. And information on the Federation's relationship with the Dominion and other Gamma Quadrant denizens as of 2375. Exciting. Mm. Yeah. Right. Do you want some more, more news? I'd love some or have more you, Or have you had enough of news? No! Lay the news on me. I demand more. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the uh, most anticipated tabletop role-playing game of 2020 poll is ongoing. Bum, bum, bum. It ends on, on Tuesday. Yes. Is this on ianworld.org? Yeah, ends on Tuesday or Wednesday, one of those two. Yeah, you can pick a day. I believe in you. Yeah, um, it's had over... Well, last I checked, which was a couple of days ago, it's had over 1,500 votes cast. So I'm, I'm anticipating a good 5,000 or so by Wednesday. Ooh. Wow, that's a lot of votes. Yes, um, so uh, you should head on over to Ian World, yes. find the poll, 
yes. and vote for your most anticipated tabletop role-playing game of 2020. Nice. And don't complain to me if your most anticipated game hasn't been nominated. When you haven't nominated it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Go and nominate your game. What's well, too late I'm now. Just <laughs> Next yeah. year, well, nominate your game. <laughs> well, okay. you nominate your game for 2020. It'll be fine. Just get in there before Thursday. If you're listening to this on Thursday, too late. You can't, nominate, you can't nominate your game. Nomination can't period's nominate. over. It's the oh. voting stage at the moment. Well, in which case, hard cheese then, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can't nominate... You we probably should yeah. mention that we were opening nominations for this some time ago. We did. did we, we spoke about it last week, Peter. And the week before. Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> exciting. <laughs> totally, it was a memorable event for me. Yeah, this happens to you a lot, I'm noticing. Who are you? Where am I? What? <laughs> you forget entire yeah. conversations you've had. It's unfortunate. Oh, well. Yes. There's worse things that have happened. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Especially at sea. Same things that happen on land, but you're wet as well. Uh, Cubicle 7 yes. has announced the Warhammer Age of Sigmar lineup, launch lineup. Mm-hmm. Why are you putting on a hat? It's a Christmas That's hat. It. It's a cat hat. It looks like a Christmas hat. It is very Christmassy, but it's also cat. Oh, okay. As well. Oh, sorry. Okay. I was just wondering what was behind me, but it's a hat that just won't wear. Huh. times. Well, uh, anyway, uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar, yes. uh, the core rulebook is expected yes. in uh, the first quarter of 2020 in PDF and yep. has all the rules you need to play. Then mm-hmm. there's a starter set coming in the second quarter, which includes mm-hmm. a 48-page adventure, mm-hmm. uh, five pre-generated characters and a 64-page city gazetteer and all the dice oh. and tokens and stuff you need. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Game master screen, Mm-hmm. which is going to be coming out. Uh, a four-panel landscape screen, a uh, 32-page booklet with five different adventures for each of the five cities of Sigma. Oh, exciting. It does, it does, it does. Uh, moving on to Fantasy Flight games, despite them shuttering a lot of their RPG, well, whatever it is they're doing with their RPG department, um, mm-hmm. they are still announcing new products. Yes. And they've just announced uh, a role-playing game tie-in to one of their board games. Uh, And I don't know what this is, uh, but it's a campaign setting book for the Genesis game, and it's called Keyblade Secrets of the Crucible. Oh, Keyblade does ring bells. I think that's some sort of collectible card game. It's a random deck card game designed by Richard Garfield, it says here. Uh, right. An artificial world created by enigmatic architects that mix advanced technology with ancient magic. We'd just like to apologise to all our listeners who are shouting at their uh, listening devices, saying, you idiots, don't you know what Keyblade is? And just like saying, sorry, we don't really do collectible this is, card this games. This isn't a card game podcast now, is it? Yeah, no, sorry, it's like, diverse card gamers. Yeah. Like, I, I know how to play magic, but I haven't played in ages. And I've never played magic. The rest has never played Magic. And guess what? Of things I'm never going what? to play Magic. No interest. Well, Just none. But, uh, and if you'd like to join us as a patron uh, in order for me to teach us how to play Magic, possibly <laughs> a special gonna, episode. Not going to happen. Just write in for <laughs> just a small, small sum of $5 a month. You can have for us learn how to play your favourite game. Not going to happen. Starfinder. Hey, man, it's the patrons request it. You have to do it. That's enough. Enough of this Magic talk. Starfinder. Starfinder. Starfinder has a new resource coming. Are, are, you, are you going to do the same thing last week and tell me about something I'm going to forget about it? Well, we I had centaurs last week. We actually did that a minute ago, Peter. Did we? Oh my god! <laughs> 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 
Starfinder's got a new resource. Your, your wife's a doctor, isn't she? Is she? Maybe you I'm should. Married. Maybe you should have a word with her. That would explain all the books in the head I've been having. Yeah. Uh, Starfinder uh, yes. is releasing the Deck of Many Worlds Random Ooh. Planet Generator. Oh, nice. So it's 100, uh, 110 well, you're, cards. You're, 110 cards. Mm. Well, you're a big fan of randomly generating planets, Russ. Mm. Um, I've I've seen new, and that's something that I've been shouting out about it, which is that if you want to make a solar system, then you know it's got you covered. Mm. Yeah. So what's your what's your take on this? Uh, well, I haven't seen the deck itself. Um, no. But what we got here is it's a 110 card deck. Uh, you can it says uh, you can generate a planet in a matter of seconds, and you nice. take a card for planet type, biome. Dominant yep. species, levels of technology and magic, and where the planet's culture stands mm-hmm. on the law, chaos, and good evil axis, and other characteristics. And that's coming out later this month. Mm. 20 quid. So uh, 20 dollars, sorry. So it sounds like you'll have, what, six, seven different decks, and you draw one from each? I guess so. Um, I'm not sure, but I, I guess. I mean, I, I think yeah. I probably could just pick this up just because I feel that can be used in pretty much something like that can probably be used in. In a multiple sci-fi yeah, games, pretty much. Uh, yeah, uh, Poison. They've also started previewing their next big release, which is uh, the Lost Omens Gods and Magic sourcebook. Ah, yes, yes. The world's Lost Omens being the new name for Galarian, which is their equivalent of Forgotten Realms in the, the setting for the Pathfinder games. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, their, yeah, their default setting, basically. Yeah, good times. So there's this preview, and it's got a, this new mechanic called uh, Divine Intercessions. Okay. And it's how gods directly influence the world with with boons and curses and stuff. Okay, so it's a, literally a book of Deus Ex Machina. Nice. Well, I, I guess so. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know how major these things are. There's three examples, yeah. um, two minor boons, and yeah. one for each minor curse and a major curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the divine intercessions are like specific to each deity. So, like the minor boon from uh, from the deity Shalin, or no Shelin, sorry, uh, okay. it allows a character to turn a failure failure on a diplomacy check into a mm-hmm. critical success, but only when that check would serve to increase love or offer a chance of redemption. It's a little niche, but I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, that's that's available for pre order already. And it's coming out sort of January, February-ish. 35 of your fine American dollars. Small side bet. I bet it's used within days of its release, as in, can you teach me of this thing called love? <laughs> and, that's, and, and that's totally where it's going to be used. It's like, the like, oh, awesome dice. <laughs> F- critical failure, get out of here. It's like, ah, no, divine adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Right. Oh, um, it's like a thousand character concepts cried out in horror and were silent all at once. Yeah. Um, a few bits and pieces. Is there more news? Yeah, a few bits and pieces Ooh. from Insider and Trail Seeker and the like. Yes. Uh, so, Insider, our D&D 5th edition Patreon, yep. um, has a brand new race for 5th edition Ooh. the Sentient Illusion, a being of pure magic with a heart yep. made of a precious gem. So, if you want to play Ooh, Arnold nice. Rimmer, in D and Oh, you, you're, you're, I, I was thinking everyone where they've got sentient magic, and your mind went straight to it. I salute you, sir. Yeah. That's not enough races for you. There's no? a Pathfinder Two race on uh, Trail Seeker, 
Oh. Which is, or ancestry, as they call them. Oh. And it's called the Servitor, which is a, a centaur-like creature. It's half elk and half elf. <laughs> I mean, oh, yes, that's really cool. So yeah. it's just kind of a bit like a centaur without this. I don't know. <laughs> you mock me, sir. I do, yeah. You well, were the no, man no, who had the cat hat on two minutes ago. Mock me for a centaur yeah. without this. Yeah, I will do. Yeah, <laughs> half elk, half elf. <laughs> I don't know, what do you call it? A felk? <laughs> or a servitor, as the case may be. An elf. Yeah, 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 yeah servitor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do they? Uh, what will they come up with next? <laughs> uh, well, and finally, on Trail Seeker, there's a new adventure. Yep. It's called the Emerald Crown of Muzo. And it sends the players after the missing crown of a noble family and the goblin Grindelnock, who has stolen it from their family tomb. Oh, you want to watch out for those goblins. You do? Shifty little fellas. They are. Yeah. That's quite a lot okay. of news, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Welcome to the first bank of the Forbidden Kingdom, where gods forbid your gold will be stolen. How may I help you? Give me all of the gold or I'll waste you with my crossbow. Come again? You want to deposit all of your gold and a wasted crossbow? No, no. Listen, Clark. I want all of the gold or I'll waste yeah with me crossbow. What? That crossbow there? Yes, this crossbow. I see. Right. Wait. How can you? How can I what? See the crossbow. I don't follow. You're standing in front of me waving a crossbow around. Looks like the guards are starting to take an interest. Nah, you're lying. Trying to buy time or something. I'm completely invisible, she. Me and my crossbow. Oh, I see you clear as day. Listen, Clark, you're trying me patience. I pay good coins for this invisibility potion. You can't see me. Your guards can't see me. I'm like a high-level villain, you can. Now, over the counter with all the gold, or I'll poke you in your eyes when you can't see it coming. Uh, listen, uh... Wait, why would you poke me in the eyes when you have a crossbow? For the sheer intoxicating power of it all, I'm telling you. I paid 500 gold to a wizard for this invisibility potion, and I'm sure it's of great quality. Now, did you actually drink it? Father lover, of course I drank it. What, do you think, some stupid? Well, I mean, I can't see you. No, you can't. Uh, let's, uh, let's put a pin in that one and come back to it. Can you see yourself? What kind of question is that? Of course I can see myself. Well, you do realise an invisibility spell makes you invisible to yourself, right? Been that way in every edition. Yeah, but see here, this here potion is of the highest quality. That wizard said so himself. I see. Stop saying that! I'm too clever for your clarky deceptions. Right. Did you meet this particular wizard in a dark alley by any chance? I could tell you've heard of him. Hermasticles, the old crushing, that sells only at midnight. It was just pure good luck that I encountered him as I was playing this little caper. <laughs> just a lucky guess. Well, it's been nice chatting. Looks like the guards are ready for their chat with you now. What? No, stop kidding around. Listen, hand over the gold. Listen, you, come quietly or it'll go worse for you than it already will. The First Bank of the Forbidden Kingdom don't appreciate robbers and ne'er-do-wells. Ha! Huh, you can't see me. Prepare for my evil villainous machinations, which you won't see coming. <coughs> ah, another satisfied customer. Need to remember to get with Hermasticles for my split. 
Right, is it time for our topic of the week? Our topic of the week? Oh boy, is it ever. Hmm. So, after many, 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 many hundreds of votes, one might even call them thousands, we have got the definitive list of the top ten RPG podcasts in two categories, talk and actual play, and we are going to count down both. And not only that, I have gone to the effort of getting quotes from the people who nominated them to describe what they like about those shows. Oh, and it's where I could. It? Not every single one have I managed to do that, but no. definitely as many as I could. Yeah, that seems like a really good way to go about it. Uh, should we do RPG talk first, or yeah, should we do? Why not? Are we going to mix and match? Let's go. Let's, no, that'll be confusing. I did think no, we we'll could do it. one, then the other, or we could do number ten in each, then number nine in each. But I think that would get so confusing. I remember last time we did this, we, the, the lists got mislabeled, and that led to some confusion. Right. Well, how about we start with talk? Yes. And would you like to... Should we alternate? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah? Okay. Um, I, so, I, I'll, I'll probably do number 10, then you can do number 9. Okay. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, this is the talk category. So, talk podcasts yep. are podcasts which uh, do news, interviews, reviews, opinions, advice... <laughs> All that sort of, basically everything that isn't an actual play podcast. So everything but actually play on stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a talk podcast. Are we? We are. That would probably because we talk about RPGs rather than playing them. Yeah. I mean, we have actually played mm-hmm. on, on the, on the you know, we did last week, but generally mm-hmm. we're a talk podcast. Yeah. And yeah. so generally we, these get categorized by what they generally are. If they occasionally yeah. do something else, then, well, we, we, we're as accurate as we can be, I guess. For given values of accuracy. Very <laughs> yeah. small values of accuracy. Yeah. Anyway, without further ado... Right then, let's do this, shall we? Coming in at number 10. Coming in at number 10 is, in the RPG Talk category, is The Tome Show. The Tome Show is a D&D show that's grown to include a large number of shows each week with their focus and hosts. Oh. And they do news, they do reviews, they do advice, they do interviews, they also do actual play, but generally speaking, it's they talk about D&D. They do books as well. Um, I think they do. I believe oh. that they do. Marvellous, because it would be terrible if it was called The Tome Show and never did anything about books. Yes, yeah. Yeah, there's something on there, on there about book clubs as well. So The Tome Show is the 10th favourite talk RPG podcast of 2019. Wow, Nice. Uh, coming in on a hot number nine is the Plot Points podcast by Ben Riggs. Uh, website https uh, slash slash plotpoints.libsyn.com. And that's been discussing role-playing games has literature since 2013. What they do is they take a deep dive onto the influences, origins, joys, and even the meaning of tabletop role-playing games. Uh, the gang talks about new releases, old gems, and they speak with some of the most influential and exciting creators in the tabletop role-playing game design space. Very interesting. Fine. So Ben Riggs is uh, yes. one of the people that has been responsible for a lot of those History of TSR articles that have been appearing on places Ooh. like my site and uh, obviously on his podcast. So his podcast is the main vehicle for that stuff. And he interviews right. um, people from the TSR era and delves yes. into history. He gets hold of documents um, right. from that era and all that sort of stuff. That, uh, that um, news article we had today about um, about Ed, Green- Ed Greenwood paying $5,000, that yeah. came from him. 
for example. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. And, you know, so it's, uh, if you're into the history of mm. D&D, the law. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good podcast, and he's he's also working on a book about the uh, about that topic as well, which um I don't know how far through it is. I think he's finished it and he's editing it or something like that. But um, I know I know I know there's there's a book coming. Mm, that sounds very interesting indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's coming in at number eight? Ooh, no direction. I no direction. K N O W direction. I'm sure everyone's heard of this one. It's a very ah. very very well known Pathfinder podcast. News, reviews, interviews, and mm-hmm. things like that. Also, uh, convention coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Pathfinder-focused. Um, it's probably, I'd say, one of the, if not the lead Pathfinder um, news podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got a quote from the person who nominated it. It was uh, Coz, C-O-Z. Coz says... Yeah. I don't even play Pathfinder, and I find it entertaining, especially their Poisocon and Gen Con sum- seminar coverage every year. That's a very strong recommendation. Mm, so that's number eight. No Direction, the uh, probably the best known Pathfinder podcast. Oh no, there's a, there's a there's an actual play Pathfinder podcast which we'll get to later, which is uh, very very well known. But yeah. next, well, uh, lucky number seven, Down with D and D from the MisdirectedMark.com website. Uh, we have Sean and Chris. They talk about the brand of D&D and also the game. They've got news, DM topics, reviews of products, articles, and playtest materials. They also throw in some movies and some streaming, uh, as well as talking about the DM's Guild, where they've got writing and publishing, and they cover anything and everything to do with Dungeons & Dragons. Hmm. Number six. Yes? See what number six is. Go on, then. What is it? If I say it backwards, yes. it's Talk RPG Tabletop Unofficial Morris's. I'm oh, sorry, I couldn't remember what the um, <laughs> start of the thing was because I forgot because it took so long to say. <laughs> yeah, number six. We are in at number six, our own podcast, Woo! Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk, which you can find in your ears right now. Yes, well, presumably if you're listening to this, you already know that you can get it from morris.podbean.com and from like iTunes and Spotify and pocket cast and it's just all over the place it is more yeah. directly from my website it does anyone else do specifically thing. general rpg news so that's the, well that's the thing i mean uh, we probably at least almost certainly probably maybe because there might be one out there that i don't know of but i think yeah. we're the only general rpg news focused podcast so there are other podcasts Ooh. that occasionally focus on rpg news yes and there are folk, there are podcasts that focus on specific news, like uh, No Direction focuses on Pathfinder. Yeah. But I think as as a broad spectrum thing, we yeah. might be the only one. I'm not sure if there's another one. Woohoo! That makes us the best podcast for these. <laughs> oh, but also the worst podcast yeah. at the same time. Well, yeah. I think we, I think we're a good go to if you want a weekly if you want a weekly you know snapshot of the uh, the week's RPG news. I think we're a, we're a good good strong contender there. Well, that's kind of you to say. Yeah. Uh, Blazing at number five, Gaming NBS, which is from GamingNBS.com. Based in uh, lovely Wisconsin, USA, Gaming NBS is a podcast that talks about tabletop RPGs. They're system agnostic in a faf- after a fashion because, uh, as they say, it can be difficult to reference RPGs and not mention Dungeons & Dragons, Call of Cthulhu and the respective derivatives. Listening to Gaming NBS, you'll realise that they don't take themselves too seriously. They're semi-intelligent, but don't want to make the show too academic, which is nice. Um, apparently, they're friends who take jabs at each other, or 
and occasionally disagree on every topic. Well, obviously we don't know anything about that, but we should t definitely take a listen and see. The people who nominated, uh, Sabaya... Sabathius 42? Sabathius 42, yes. Sabathius 42 said, I like this podcast because the host chose an interesting main topic each week and discuss it a little bit more in depth than you might find on other podcasts. By delving deeper into the subject, they make you think a little bit more about it than what your gut feeling tells you to feel. And Jay Verquilen says, Seconded. They do a really good job of engaging with listener feedback. I go through periodic binges. Besides, Brett and Sean have wicked Wisconsin accents. I'm going to check that out because I want to find out what a wicked Wisconsin accent sounds like. It's just going to sound I, like I, an American accent to me, so... Yeah, well, I don't know, unless it's they start talking like um, people out of Fargo or something. Uh, oh, maybe. Well, that's number out. five. That was number five. So we're now into number, number four. Number four is Mud and Blood. Bum, bum, bum. Mud and Blood is a podcast focused on tabletop RPGs of a grim and dark nature. Join Liam Stevens and Matt Kay as they discuss and review RPGs and interview their creators. I've been on this podcast. Have you? Mm. Do they make you play the favorite we game talked, of the world? No, but we did talk We did talk Ooh. about Judge Dredd. Was it a year ago? Oh, Two years ago? It was a while. Uh, yeah. a, a couple of people said, uh, so Gunnar B says, uh, for talk, I'd like to nominate Mud and Blood. Nice mix of content with some AP as well, but I mm -hmm. mostly listen to their other stuff, reviews and discussions. Ooh. And Zacchus says, yes. my favorite podcast Great interviews with RPG designers, people like Thomas Harenstam, Free League, uh, Jason Durrell, uh, Conan, Kenneth Height, Russ Morrissey. Hey, that's me. Who? Who's that <laughs> Rob Russ. Schwab, Scrap Princess, Mike Mason, Graham Wormsley, uh, Sean Tompkins, and the list goes on. They talk about the system with the designer, review it, and having a one-shot. And you can find a lot of other stuff. APs, game design, and Lovecraft. Oh, that's so nice. They put, they put you, like, with all those famous people. Yes. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we move on? Number three. Newer Trays. That's three in Spanish. Uh, what would the Smart Party do? Which is from the whatwouldthesmartpartydo.com website. Gaz and Baz have apparently spent decades talking about games. Ever since university, which was far too long ago for their liking. I've been on this one too. I imagine so. All RPG problems were solved in whiskey-fueled late-night sessions with a disappointing realisation that they couldn't remember any of it the following day, being the only fly in the ointment. Now, older, wiser, more experienced. Was that just older, you say? Oh, fair enough. <laughs> the plucky duo have decided to commit their enthralling discussion to this newfangled podcast technology in the vain hopes of capturing something useful or interesting. It should be a conversation starter, if nothing else. Getting them to start talking was never the problem. Making them stop, however. Yeah, I, I, this is one of the ones that I listen to. I do very much enjoy their podcast. I've been yeah. on it before. They're really, really nice yeah. couple of guys. Yeah. Uh, so what would the smart party do? Um, they would interview people on their podcast, I guess. I guess so. I guess right. so. Next one. Right. Uh, number oh, two. Curse yes. you, Baker. Yes. He beat us after all. It's the Shocker. Manifest Zone, yeah. the All Enron right. podcast Woo. Uh, from Keith Baker, Wayne Chang, and Christian Serrano. We had Keith Baker on our podcast what, two weeks ago, three weeks yes. ago. Yeah, we did. Yes. Was it just last week, in fact? Was it? No, it wasn't last week. It was Emmy Allen last week. Oh, yes, it was. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, two so weeks ago. It, was, it might have been two weeks ago. Anyway, he was a lovely guest. And, uh, the Wait, podcast... no, it's longer than that, because we had him in before Christmas, surely. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, so it's, it's three weeks ago. Like I, said, yeah, like I said a minute ago, Peter. <laughs> Do you try and pay attention to us? <laughs> uh, uh, where, where was I? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a podcast. Well done, um, uh, ben the Ferg says, the yes. person who nominated it, uh, it's excellent and they are very informative on my favourite setting. Your one is second. I think, is he referring to us? I don't know. Yeah, why not? What, we'll, we'll take we'll, it. Let's, let's go with that, shall we? Let's just yeah, assume it's, they it's, are. It's been the fur. Yeah, why not? They're our worst plans. So that's so number two. So, so Keith, Wayne and Christian, you have got the second most favourite RPG Talk podcast of 2019. But now we're about to find out what, what? Number, number, ten, one. number one. Number one the, of the top ten RPG Talk. The absolute best has voted for by... The readers of earworld.org in their absolute favourite podcast for RPG Talk would be... Can I roll? No? Okay. The Grognard Files, which is from the grognardfiles.com. Um, Dirk the Dice has Grog- Grognard Files podcast. I've apparently discovered I can't say Grognard. <laughs> it means grumbling old soldier in French. I know about that. Well, if you're saying, if you're saying it in French, it's, it was it Grognard. But if you're Brilliant. saying it in America and you're saying Grognard... I'll go with so Grognard. Go, go with the American version. Yeah, I like Grognard. I'm Dirk the Dice and this is the Grognard Files podcast, which apparently talks bobbins about tabletop RPGs from back in the day and also today. Uh, the nominator, Rumleach, said, I'd like to nominate the Grognard Files, a unique blend of the old and new with a sweet, multi-taste of dunked biscuits, which I can only presume means um, dunked malt biscuits into a fine cup of tea. Mm. because otherwise it would just ruin the flavour. Dave Peters said, I would like to nominate the Grognard Files for Podcast of the Year, a combination of humour, insights, biscuits and gaming. What's not to adore in that mix? There is though one distinction that puts it above all others, and that's the hugely positive community that's grown around it of people who have become invested in making like-minded fans feel welcome and valued, which I believe is important to the promotion of our hobby and biscuits. Hmm. So the Grognard Files joins the good friends of Jackson Elias that was last year's talk yeah. winner. Uh, in the Hall of Fame, uh-huh. uh, as favourite uh, yes. RPG Talk podcast of 2019. Yeah. Oh, bravo. Yes. yes. And what I really like about this as well... Oh, dear. We're, we're, clapping, we're clapping like we're at the start of the podcast, man. It's uncoordinated. <laughs> but what I really like about this is how positive they are about certain things. Like, you know, it's really nice to see something in this day and age of people being, yeah, we're going to do something positive and that being recognised and rewarded on this scale. Mm. So fair play to them. Yeah. It sounds really good. So when we do this again next year, the Grognard Files yeah. won't be eligible. Once you win, oh. you can't you can't win again. So You're the good friends of Jackson Elias and the Grognard Files, both in the Hall of Fame now. Yes. To be treasured forever. Yes. To be treasured forever. Yes. Shall, shall, I, shall I start off the next list with number 10 and just let you have number one? And what is the next list? The next list would be the actual play. I know, exciting. So, interestingly, of the entries that we got, the nominations that we got, it was um, there were about twice as many actual play nominations as there were talk. Not surprising, right. really. And yes. again, about twice as many total votes for the actual play podcasts as there were uh, talk. Again, not surprising. So it just kind of sort of looked like the audience for actual play is about twice the size of that for talk. Fair enough. Roughly, I don't know. It's not very yeah. scientific, really, but it's just, oh, just, it's hey, just... It, you know what? No one else is a metric, so that's what we're going with right yeah, now. <laughs> fine, fine. Okay if then. You, if you if you want someone to listen to your podcast, 
actual play gets double the listeners. So last year's winner of yes. actual play was yes. the Adventure Zone. Yes. They're now uh, Hall of Famers for 2018. Yes. Uh, so this year, let's find out. Let's find out who is winning this year. So do you want to start with number 10? I will. Number 10 is Rude Tales of Magic. Woohoo! Ooh, saucy. Uh, that's coming from glasnostmedia.squarespace.com slash Rude Tales of Magic. And it's the actual play podcast you've been waiting for. Polaris University, with its hallowed arcane halls, has vanished. Which seems careless to me, but there you go. The unlikely survivors, a talking crow, a lich in a wig, a bubbly fawn, a sasquatch punk and a tiefling hunk, must solve the mystery and return balance and higher education to their world. It's going to be very hard and very, very rude. Come, join artists, writers and comedians from Adventure Time, Civil Universe, Marvel Comics and more as they fight and fumble their way across the madcap and exceedingly rude fantasy waste of land of Cordelia. An entire universe of adventure calls out to you. Are you rude enough to answer? The nominators include Honeydew. It's still new, but it's shaping up to be one of the best actual plays I've ever heard. It's got everything you could want. A cast of hilarious and committed characters, superb editing and production, and a wickedly clever DM who balances the titular rudeness of an engaging story. King PP says, succinctly, if perhaps not as articulately as we might like, podcast maker me happy. Uh, Mordrager. <laughs> has, he, has he got an Arnold Schwarzenegger accent there? No, no, that was, that's more of my Hulk. Oh, okay. Podcast maker me happy. That's more of my Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. No, okay. I hope you can tell the difference. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mordrager says the chemistry between this group is the real magic. It's hysterical, and you actually get invested in the characters. Their improvising is so damn good. And their DM, Branson, is phenomenal with characters, whether they are vital to the plot or just for messing around. Also, I would die for stir-fry. I'm not sure. It seems to be a podcast that encourages shouting. Hmm. Jinky says, I love those rude people on an extremely fun podcast. They have a long history of live performance that helps create compelling character interactions and story along with hilarious bits. Ooh, those bits are good. Yeah, so congratulations to Rude Tales of Magic. Number 10. Yes, very well done. Number 9. Number 9. Number 9 is... Red Moon yes. Roleplaying. Ooh. And any award-winning podcast that plays role-playing Ooh. games set in dark worlds. At the moment, they're playing Vampire the Masquerade, a campaign called No Man is an Island. Uh, ben the Ferg said, They are brilliant! They really bring RPGs alive. And Sweeman77, that's definitely his real name, says, An amazing dark podcast with lots of content and what the content is will have to remain mysterious to us but it's certainly spoken highly of number eight is how we roll which comes from how we roll podcast.com how we roll podcast is a uk and ireland based actual play show focusing on dungeons and dragons fifth edition and call of cthulhu seventh edition and even better the mixed two ha ah, how exciting would that be that's ah, cthulhu i cast fireball Oh, that didn't work. Never mind. Sipojo11 says, they're an amazing Call of Cthulhu slash D&D podcast that have gotten me through a lot. Hey, there's Pathfinder so stats for Cthulhu. They're using Pathfinder stats no, for there Cthulhu. There are Pathfinder stats for Cthulhu. No, I say they exist. You're, yes. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably D&D stats for Cthulhu. I bet there are. Oh, absolutely. I, I can make some up if you like. He eats D4 adventurers per round. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, is it my turn for number seven? Yes, it's your numbers. Go. Oh, this is, is a big, this is a biggie, 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 big, 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 big,
the yeah. Glass Cannon podcast and the Andrew Androids and Aliens uh, podcast and the Glass Cannon network. What I've done is where you get, um, and this happens again later in the list, where you get a, a podcast network which produces multiple podcasts and basically all the same people have pretty much voted for both yeah. or all three or whatever. I was just kind of like, just for the sake of simplicity, just uh, listen them together. So... Um, oh. I haven't added the votes together. I've just, you know. No. Uh, so uh, the Glass Panel Podcast is probably the, without doubt, one of the biggest RPG oh. podcasts out there. So this is a Pathfinder and Starfinder podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's a, as I said, it's a big, big, big one. Most people who listen to podcasts have probably heard of it. Uh, they say about themselves, uh, the Glass Cannon Network endeavours to create weekly, captivating, epic fantasy stories accessible to gamers and non-gamers alike. Interweaving immersive storytelling with irreverent improvised humour, the GM and players deliver the experience of what's really like to sit around a table and rolling dice with your closest friends. Professional, high-quality audio, unlike us, <laughs> complex and memorable three-dimensional characters, instructional elements designed to enlighten both new and veteran players, and a commitment to community building amongst their fans all combined to make the Glass Cannon an exciting and innovative voice in podcasting. Nice. Uh, we've got a few comments, quite a few comments. We've got uh, TDBeck13 says, uh, This group of nerds have given me so much throughout the past couple of years, and they don't even know it. Oh. I hope that doesn't mean he's pickpocketing. I think he's probably just going around the houses and burgers <laughs> when, when uh, they're out doing podcasting, which I think is very awful. <laughs> we played you. some games, says uh, Troy, Joe, Grant, Matthew and Skid are smart, funny and engaging while playing Pathfinder. Troy's stories, GMing, and the party's role-playing make me wish each episode would be ten times as long. Is that good? Says, I hereby submit the Glass Cannon podcast as best RPG actual play. The cast is fantastic and made up of acting, theatre folks, comedians among the lot of them. Pathfinder 1E and 2E, as well as Starfinder, are represented on the network. Totally uncritical support for these fine lads and lasses. Gamps says, great actual play, humour and role-playing. Playing through actual Pathfinder modules are cut well above the improv-focused gameplay light casts that swamp the internet. I've been slowly working my way through the library of years of casts, enjoying one or two a day on my commute. Awesomely good, and has me looking for excuses to listen to more. And finally, Verdowski Sky. Verdowski. I have no idea how to say that. <laughs> Says, still the best actual play podcast out there. Solid. Hmm. So. Yeah. Um, if you're into Pathfinder, basically the Glass Cannon podcast and the No Direction podcast are the two big. It's very very story focused with the uh, emphasis on modules. Yeah. And they're very much supported by Paizo as well, those two. That, that would be pretty well. cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's your turn now. Number six. Number six. Number six is Colloc 1991, which comes from the colloc1991.simplecast.com website. And this is Kids on Bikes game, which uh, has our listeners all know, tends to be a smaller RPG setting from an indie developer, which allows people to roleplay as though they're in an 80s, or in this case, early 90s movie. The small Pacific Northwest town of Colloc is in 1991. It's not a real town, not in maps, 
but it's real to them. Hop on, your chauffeur awaits to take you wherever you want. It airs live on Monday nights, which is an interesting twist, on twitch.tv slash hyperrpg. An entire production is produced live with audience feedback built into the show. Uh, Techie Carer says, A Kids on Bikes actual play which has an extremely talented cast and with great sound design, including custom music made for the game and a brilliant horror thriller slash suspense story. And Mass Effect Adventum says, Fantastic GM and cast as well as an awesome story. Yeah, Kids on Bikes. I, yeah. I kind of want to try that game it's very yeah, yeah it's very et or stranger things mm. you know that sort of thing isn't it uh well uh, two, two, two I, things I, which famously feature kids on bikes yeah pretty much <laughs> I, I quite like a bit of dark myself which is the german version on netflix mm. of stranger things but less kids on bikes and more like doom mm. but that's just me so never mind Right, we're into the top um, five now. The top five? Mm. What's number five, Russ? So dramatic. I know. I can hardly, so I can hardly bring myself to reveal it. It's so exciting. Oh, well, if, if, if you're not that first. <laughs> yeah, should we stop now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stop at number okay. two. Should we just stop at number two and just reveal the last one next week? No. <laughs> Bad Morris, no. No biscuits. All right, number five. Number five. Is. Yes. Dungeons and Randomness. Ah. <sighs> A weekly D&D podcast with multiple groups playing in one world called Feria, in which their actions affect each other and tell a, uh, tell a giant, sprawling story. Uh, Stone Snake says uh, the DNR crew has four groups doing actual play 5e D&D in a vast, vividly detailed world. It's funny, heartbreaking and exciting, often at the same time. Uh, Diam75, would you like to know what Diam75 says? Is it good? He says, Dungeons and Randomness. Well, yes, they all say it's good. They... Oh. <laughs> They're nominating them as best podcast of the year. No, it's what Diamond 75 has to say good. Uh, like, yeah, don't waste my time with half-hearted, lukewarm comments. I, I want enthusiasm. Okay, Dungeons and Randomness are by far the best actual play RPG podcast. Jason is an incredible dungeon master, storyteller, and role player. The cast is amazing, and everyone is great at role-playing and making you care about these fictional people and world. Uh, we have something from Wonder Duck Ducky 3. Wonder Ducky 3. Yes. Wonder Ducky 3 says, yes. I'd like to post up my support for Dungeons and Randomness as well. Mm-hmm. They're telling yeah. an incredible story that is set in their own fully fleshed out living and breathing world with three groups simultaneously travelling around, impacting the world in big ways. The entire 18-member cast, wow, are all phenomenal role players and bring a lot of heart and diversity to their characters. Jason does an incredible job as DM and I'm blown away by his level of detail and his fantastic storytelling skills. If you haven't given them a shot, please do. Crikey, I'm quite tempted to um, have a listen to it just to see how somebody manages 18 party members. Well, not all at once. I presume... In various groups. Ah, six groups of three. That's a, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. We've got a couple more comments. We've got Megara North, mm-hmm. who says that nominating Dungeons and Randomness for actual play, I don't know that I have words to coherently describe how much mm-hmm. I love this podcast, but I can say that I that never have I ever, never have I ever found a more immersive podcast, genre notwithstanding. The world <laughs> is so deep and detailed, 
The DM is incredibly dedicated and creative, and the cast are wonderfully talented. I think that Mega North did, in fact, find the words to coherently describe how much she loved that podcast. Ah, oh, yes. But, well done. And finally, we have a comment from... Oh, it's lots of learn, letters and numbers. <laughs> learn in Hydra. Oh, Learn in Hydra. Except all the, th- all, all the E's are threes and all the four- A's are fours. Yes, got it. Learn in Hydra. Yeah. Gotcha. Or L3RN343N Hydra 4, as they like yes. to be known. <laughs> the least of Hydras. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, L3RN343N Hydra 4 says, uh, oh. Dungeons and Randomness have been my top pick for actual play D&D for years. They're very personable in their side podcast, Good Morning Theria, and their actual play is amazing in Long Story. Nice, nice. Well, that was so- number five. We're now into yeah. the top four. We've gone from very big with an 18-member cast to very small with number four, Dying Order, which coincidentally is the number of players they have. Four we chosen. Dying Order is a D&D 5th edition homebrew actual play with GM Brad Woto and featuring Disby Arix, Katie Peters' plays, Pocket and Pumpkinberry. Return to the world of Lacrin. It might not exist for much longer, which is also available on podbean.com at uh, Dying Order. Okay. Oh, Russ, you've got all the long ones, mate. <laughs> yeah, I have. This is a long one. Wow. This is a very long one. Okay. This is number three. Number three. Number three had a very, 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 very enthusiastic fan base, which yes. nominated this this podcast again and again and again. Clearly, they, uh, the podcast had sort of tweeted or said on their show or posted somewhere in a Discord or something and go and go and nominate because suddenly there was this wave of like dozens of people nominating this one. But um Woo. this one is The Stubborn Heroes. Yes. And uh the world of Varian has a rich and bountiful history of heroic triumphs and great calamity. A world besieged by the endless wars between light and dark. Three and a half thousand years have passed since the Dragon Empire fell, during which time the realm has seen great prosperity and growth across all three continents. Nice. And we got lots and lots of comments about this one. Uh, Ashley Tacker says, I nominate the Stubborn Heroes, they're an actual play podcast with a great group of guys and a fun loving community on Discord. Lady Shana13 says, I hereby nominate the cast and crew of the amazing podcast, The Stubborn Heroes. Not only are they an amazing podcast to listen to every day, but their online Discord community is both inviting and encouraging for many people across the globe, whether they are D&D veterans or shining new hopefuls to the vast RPG universe. Uh, Parker3247 says, uh, The Stubborn Heroes, hilarious quality D&D actual play action. I'm whipping through these as fast as I can, because there's so many. Dylan Something says, Actual play The Stubborn Heroes, a really close community, and the podcast that got me back into D&D after a few years. Renflem1 says, I nominate The Stubborn Heroes, an actual play podcast, and they're awesome. I love them. They never disappoint. Muffin Mum 6 says, I nominate the Stubborn Heroes. They're an actual play podcast and a lot of fun. I love listening to them. A lot of these people are saying exactly the same thing. Is there anyone that says something different? Um, uh, here we go. Uh, Goth Mama says, They're a bunch of Canadian weirdos that make life awesome with an amazing homemade campaign. The DM actually built his own world and story instead of just following a campaign. And it's clear he put a lot of effort in. Marvellous, marvellous. 
So there, there you go. That's number three. Shall we move on to number two? Oh, if we it's must. getting tense now. It it's is. getting exciting now. Who will be at number two? Who has the penultimate place in the top ten of 2019 actual play podcast? Let's find out. Well, Next week. No. Let's find out now. No. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out after the break. No. <laughs> Coming in at number two, Sweden Rolls uh, from SwedenRolls.com. Here you have four actors playing the very best of Swedish RPGs with one of Sweden's most experienced and appreciated podcast GMs. Their actual play with Forbidden Lands, Coriolis, Cult, Tales from the Loop, many of which we've actually mentioned in today's podcast alone, showing the power of the Scandinavians in the role-playing scene. Nominator Gurup Hill said, For actual play, Sweden Rolls has become my preferred podcast, pure talent and great production values. Crip81 said they're from Sweden and of course speak English. Andreas Lundstrom is the starter of the podcast and the GM, makes his own music in the podcast. He's also got some of his music on Kickstarter. He's also got four actresses that are playing the RPG. They make it all so good. At first they hadn't played any RPG, but now they're so good. If you don't believe me, try the first episode in Forbidden Lands on Spotify or other podcast player. Gunnar B, well for AP, I'd like to nominate Sweden Rolls. Charming, fun. Uh, great acting and storytelling and just the right amount of table talk for me. Good production as well. And Buttons says, an excellent cast and GM with a focus on Swedish role-playing games, all in English. Ooh, that was number two, Sweden Rolls. If you're into Swedish RPGs and the Swedish RPGs are gorgeous, Yes. then that's one, and this one, one to check this out. This one apparently has a bunch of actresses, so yeah, get yourself in on there. That takes us. But Russ, oh my what is the ultimate? What is the I'm so excited. Act- I'm so excited. You just can't hide it. I just can't hide it. I think we have to lose control. I think I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to think for a second to remember the lyric. Just for a moment. Indeed. Uh, so number number one, the number one, number one, the favorite. Yes. Actual play. Yes. RPG. Yes. Podcast yes. of 2019 is actually yeah. three podcasts. Because all what? three of these came in right at the top. Yes. Um, so I've decided to link them together into one entry. But if you don't, oh. if you don't like that, consider, consider them three entries and add three to everyone else's position. But um, this, is, nah. <laughs> this is because they, all three of them came above everyone else. So, yes. uh, well, here we go. It's exciting. Yeah. These yeah. are Table yeah. Stories. Three yeah. podcasts. Uh, Nocturne, Bottle. Darkfire... Bottle. And zero oh. blue Orion, oh. uh, all of you which do the reverse alphabetical order. Um, I could I do. Oh, well, um, yeah, yeah, I will do that then. So zero blue Orion would come first. Yeah. Yes. And this is a, a comedic anime yes. style mecha show using yes. the Lancer RPG system, and it follows several test subjects as they try to stop an impending disaster that could undo thousands of years of work. Uh, comments from a Noodle Leaf, who says, right. Table Story have many shows, and 2019 was perhaps the biggest yet, but Zero Blue Orion takes the listeners through all of the emotions that are there, while keeping its anime comedy vibe at its core, with a cast of voice actors and entertainers, and each of them having their own voice effects and sound effects. The show is incredibly immersive. Nice. And zero project six two six O project six two six O says a beautifully pure anime comedy full of emotional moments created by characters' backstories that are so pure and sometimes relatable. Nice. 
Uh, Nocturne is uh, the second of these three at number one from Table Story. Yeah. Nocturne, uh, what if yeah. you could no longer determine what in the world around you was real or not real? What would you give to get that certainty back? Nocturne is a mature, supernatural thriller about what lurks in the darkest places. Is that sort of like between the sofa cushions? Yeah. It's pretty yeah, dark it. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't want to go there. Lost. Uh, Happy Meanie says, uh, incredible role-playing. Great cast and GM. Young at Important. Heart says, the story, role-playing, GMing and production of this TTRPG is truly next level. Nice. Uber Last Man says, I'm jumping on the bandwagon for Table Stories Nocturne in the actual play category. I've enjoyed a lot of the different actual plays over the years of varying quality and level of fame, and none have compared to this. The chemistry between the participants, the mind-bending plot crafted by the GM, the fantastic description and acting by the players, and the great production quality sound effects take this podcast to the next level. This is the first actual play that's legitimately competing with my favourite TV shows for all-time favourite media. Nice. And either Serso or Curso Mm -hmm. says... A great cast in a thriller horror setting run by the Table Story crew, GM Pumpkinberry. Also check it out if you need something new. Sweet. And a third in this trifecta, this winning trifecta of Table yes. Stories. Super All having equally large play. numbers of votes. Yeah. Or very, very yeah. close to, but still mm. way above the next one. Um, yeah, the next one, the last one is Dark Fire. Uh, spell and sword clash in a world where the ancient magic of the magi await those courageous and resourceful enough to find it Darkfire is a twisty D&D 5e actual play fantasy drama full of intrigue and power lust that follows four adventurers bound together by a mysterious deity Charlie Fox says I would like to nominate Table Stories Darkfire podcast for actual play it's a great cast of role players there are some emotional yeah. moments, great energy yeah. between the cast, an enthralling story, and a strong balance between progression and character building. Fantastic. That was our number one actual play podcast for 2019, Table Story, winning with a trifecta of Nocturne, Darkfire, and Zero Blue Orion. And they also had an entry further down in the list. Um, I'm yes. pretty sure, yeah, The Dying Order was also a Table Story oh. one. That was also on the list, but a little further down. Didn't have quite as many votes as oh. the other three. But it was definitely having a go. So, it was def- yeah, it's definitely up there. Horrible, definitely up there. But that, that congratulations. Uh, you'll remember um, Wax Steven came on our podcast about a year ago. How can I forget Wax he's, Steven? Uh, he's he from Table Story. The, uh, he was doing the Judge Dread and World's 2000D actual play. Yes. Which was, what, Sector 66, yeah. as I recall? Yeah, and he did yeah. Warped, which was uh, a What's Old is New one before that. And uh, he's, yeah. yeah, he's done, done a few. So, yeah, well done, Table Story. Yeah. Should we give them an applause? Let's applaud them. Oh, Yay! Yeah. Oh, brother. Yay! Oh, brother. Well played, well So, um... There you go. What higher accolade could you demand? Yeah, so, t- so, Table Story and the uh, Grognard Files... Both go into yes. the Hall of Fame. They won't be eligible next yes. year, but for 2019, they are the winners of the podcast chart. They are yes. the champions. So next week, we have Matt Corley coming on, and he'll be talking Ooh. about Whispers in the Dark, which is uh, yes. D&D 5th edition powered uh, investigative horror. 
Right. Well, that sounds right up my alley. Yes. Uh, you've got the copy of that book, haven't you? I've got mine. I do, yes. yes. So we'll have a look at that before next week, and then we'll talk to Matt all about it next week. Yes. Thank you all for listening. It has been yes. fun. Congratulations to the top 10 in both categories. Yeah. I mean, it's great to have so many fans. I uh, appreciate you. And certainly, I feel honoured and touched that we actually not only got nominated, but actually made it into, like, you know, position number six. Although I always think I if we actually made... somehow did come in at number one, I think I'd have yeah. to disqualify us because it would just be a bit weird. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Well, we, well, we'll win eventually because what happens is each... Uh, it gives us something to aim as for. Each, as, each, six, as, each podcast, as each podcast wins and becomes ineligible, we, we, we go up. <laughs> so in six years' time... <laughs> I don't think it works that way for us. I think we might actually have to do some work and try and be more interesting. <laughs> Apparently I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here.